right, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Rick Emirati's here with sports. Rick Delgado's here. He's going to have what even is that tonight? Gio Fran holding it down. And a special edition here of live from Studio <laughs> 6B. Special guest. Guest appearance, kind of like um, Celine Dion at the Mirage. Get your wow. tickets now because you never know how long she's going to be there. Well, if her husband keeps gambling and losing, <laughs> she'll be there till she's dead. Doing the news tonight would be one Paul Nolan. Mr. Nolan, how are you? What's your name again? <laughs> exactly. Wow. Doesn't, he, doesn't he look extra special tan tonight? Yes. Very, very healthy and wow. good. Well, you're always good looking, but uh, very uh, tan. and um, Looking good. Looking good. Your Islanders are you're you're probably in a good mood. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes. 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 Played decent <laughs> golf today. Okay. Very good. Living like just trying to get a little R and R, and but okay. I missed the show. I missed the audience. Not so much <laughs> you guys. That's good. We'll introduce you to them here tonight. So they know who they are. <laughs> uh, live from Studio Six B, Real America's <laughs> Voice, Dish Network, Channel Two Nineteen, Pluto TV, Channel Two Forty. New segment coming tomorrow on the show. I don't. I can't give any more than that away. Oh, it's very secretive. Me and Gio only uh, are the only ones who know. Well, Fran knows too. He came in late, but new segment on the show tomorrow, and it's going to be fantastic. And you're going to like it. Damn it! I mean, uh, no, you're <laughs> going you to like, like it. You like it or not? You're gonna like it. <laughs> uh, so that's tomorrow night, eight twenty. Segment two of the show. Make sure you're here. A very special new segment that we're going to be starting to incorporate into the show, and many other things as well. So. Uh, lots to do tonight. We got to get a, we got to get a girl on this pirate ship sometime soon. Well, I don't know, Paul. Do we do? I mean, is that a necessity? I the audience wanted Sabri back. She seems to have. Sabri is. <laughs> Sabri doesn't want to leave Florida, so there's not much I can do. So Good for her. yeah. Um, so lots to do. Lots to talk about. Got some things to get to. Um, just craziness in Minneapolis, and I guess I'll kind of start there, not specifically with that, but George Floyd's family today was at the White House, and there's Biden uh, having him there, and, and I saw Ben Crump there, of course, and making a big deal uh, about this day. And you get to thinking about the Democratic Party and their stance on law enforcement and police, defunding the police, everything we saw over the summer in Portland, in Oregon, Seattle, uh, New York, uh, Minneapolis, all across in Washington, all across the country, how the law enforcement in this country are are treated, um, defund the police, sweeping the um, the nation, and uh, of course, we all understand the George Floyd incident. What a tragedy it was at the time. We all said what we saw on that tape was just not the way that should have been handled. Obviously, and and. We know the outcome of that now. But uh, I got to thinking about Joe Biden and, and the, the Democratic Party as a whole and their stance on law enforcement. And um, I saw this today about, oh, well, Chicago. Chicago sees its worst, mostly peaceful weekend since 2015. Sun's out, guns out. Is the, is the subtitle to this article in PJ Media from Kevin Downey Jr. Beautiful spring weather in the Windy City means two things for Chicagoans, baseball and guns. This past weekend was a grand slam. The weekend timeline is considered 12 noon Friday to 6 a.m. on Monday by the crime tracking site heyjackass.com <laughs> with 13 killed... 13 killed, 
42 wounded by firearms. This was the worst lead fest weekend of 2021 and the worst fourth weekend of May since 2015 when Chicago stacked 12 dead and 45 wounded. If this trend continues into the hot, humid summer, Chicago's morgue will need to hire seasonal help. Good news, the weather forecast for Memorial Day weekend, the start of Chicago's annual summer festival of lead, is calling for cooler weather and hopefully cooler <laughs> cooler gun barrels, he writes. The hot, humid months of July and August typically find the air thick with love letters and the hospitals packed with the punctured of bullets in Chicago. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So far this month, 13 people have died. Another 42 were wounded. As of May 25th, a Chicagoan is shot and wounded every two hours, 32 minutes, and one is shot to death every 13 hours and 37 minutes. Well, thank God they have bad aim. And my point of going through this is um, how many police officers around this country are either wounded or dealing with this kind of violence in Chicago, killed. And I don't... Has Joe Biden had anybody like that to the White House? Has he ever... Has the press briefing room ever mentioned any of these officers who have been killed in the line of duty in the last three months, four months, five months, six months? And it's just... It's just... um. The hypocrisy from, from this, this party and this president is somewhat is sometimes stunning. In, in situations like this, they make this huge deal about this day, and you can decide for yourself whether that's appropriate or not. Uh, yes, George Ford's, Floyd's family there, and they're all there, and it's big media, of course. And, um, but there's never any... Families of police officers who were shot in the last six months there. Never hear uh, Jen Psaki talking about that from the press briefing room. I don't hear about, um, I know Tim Scott thinks that police reform is the way to go, and that's what we need. But I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know. This is a party who does not support law and order. Who do, they do not support law enforcement. And, and some of us, we've talked about on this show of what's now going on with the military in this country and some of the things that are being instituted. Uh, quite frankly, they're trying to ruin that as well. We know what's happening at the border. The citizens are, well, sometimes the non-citizens are treated better than the citizens. They, they seem to care more for the non-citizen than the citizens. So all of it added together, it's just somewhat hypocritical for me to believe that the, that the Democratic Party gives a damn about any of this, about violence in the streets, about police officers. And I know they focus on this one issue and this one family, this one horrendous uh, situation. But you just, you, never, you just never hear anything from them about any officers killed in the line of duty, do you? Well, Damon, it's because, you know, um, they have no good answers. If you were to ask them an honest question, then they would have to ask either answer you honestly, 
which blows up their narrative, or they'd have to lie to you, which would be easy to see. <laughs> so either one, uh, it's not a winning platform for them. So they, they'd much rather you just focus on, you know, uh, on the BLMs of the world. Don't look at this stuff. No, 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 no. We're doing great work in Chicago. Democrats have been in charge for a long time, and you can see how good it is. By the way, in Chicago, to continue these numbers, they're living uh, large. 81.6% of the shooting victims have been black on black crime. 14.1% were Hispanic. 4.4% are listed as white or other. Most shootings won't result even in an arrest in Chicago. 11 of the shootings this month took place in western Chicago's Garfield Park neighborhoods, which now challenges Southside Englewood, California as the section of Chicago most likely uh, to get you killed. 44 of the victims were men, and 11 or 20% of the people getting new bullets were women, which is roughly twice as many as we see in the winter months. There have been 10 mass shootings thus far in 2021. None of the shootings in May were self-inflicted. Five people this month have been shot. Um... Chicago banned the sale and registration of handguns, by the way, in case you were wondering, in 1982. And how's that going? Well, I just told you how it's going. Pretty darn good, huh? But don't worry, the Democratic Party cares about all this. Yeah. Then it's the NRA's fault. Remember, we got to get those guns out of people's hands. And and furthermore, down the astonishing uh, line of things that happened today, is uh, Kristen Clark. Now, are you, do you know who Kristen Clark is? Kristen Clark was confirmed today uh, to be the assistant attorney general. Kristen Clark published an op-ed entitled Defund the Police. Oh, right. And here we are. The Senate today voted 51 to 48. And you say, oh, 51 to 48, Damon. That means someone... Voted with the Democrats. Of course, they all voted in lockstep, of course. Can, uh, can we guess who? Yeah. Can we do a gambling I'll bet so? you could guess who of, if I said it's one of the usual suspects. Mitt you Romney. Could guess Romney. No, incorrect. All right. Uh, Susan Collins. Correct. Thank you. Very good. And who was the one who didn't show up? That's my question because of one vote short there. 5148 on Tuesday, they confirmed Kristen Clark as assistant attorney general in charge of the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division. All 50 Senate Democrats and Maine Republican Susan Collins voted in the affirmative. Clark has been one of President Biden's more controversial nominees to date, among other matters. Clark published a Newsweek op-ed, no, not in 2008, not in 2010, not in 2012, or 14, or 16, or 18, or 19. This goes all the way back to just last year in 2020, in which she called for the cutting of the budgets of all police departments. Quote, the entitled is, article's entitled, I prosecuted police killings, defund the police now, but be strategic. Read the headline of Clark's Newsweek op, Ed. During her Senate confirmation hearing this year, Clark claimed, quote, I do not support defunding the police. She blamed the, listen to this, she blamed the (laughs) editors for assigning the headline to her piece. But in the text of the article, she called, quote, direct, defund the police slogan, a unifying call. This is your new assistant attorney general of the United States. Hmm. 
This is who Joe Biden put up. This is your Democratic Party. This is your now Assistant Attorney General of the United States. Quote, exactly what that model means in practice, though, is a critical question, she added. In 2020, Clark endorsed the typical progressive view of defunding the police department, cutting police budgets, and shifting the funding to social services, rather than the more radical and totally insane idea that the police should simply be abolished. We must invent less in police and more in social workers, she said in 2020. We must invest less in police and more in social supports in our schools. We must invest less in police and more in mental health, she said in this article. During her Senate confirmation, Clark acted as if she had never written those words that were on the page. Made the preposterous claim that the impetus for writing the op-ed was to make it clear that I do not support defunding the police. That sounds like something that would have come out of Joe Biden's mouth. <laughs> yeah, except for the part where she said defund the police. Yeah. Race never ends. All right, we'll do some news. Lots to do when we get back. Glad you're in on a Tuesday. Studio 6B, 17 past the hour on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Rick Emirati is going to have a uh, sports report coming up. What uh, Can you give us a little taste of what's coming up in sports, Rick? Well, Mayor de Blasio apparently calling out the Atlanta Hawks' Trey Young over his uh, actions in the garden. Uh, de Blasio oh. seems to be a big sportsman uh, amongst the New York City people here. So oh, great. We'll I, I bet he'd get a great response to the garden <laughs> if he showed up. I'd love to see that. Well, you're going to hear a gold-plated phony story about him, okay. to no surprise. And also, uh, PGA apologizing to uh, Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepka. There was apparently a huge rush of fans. Oh, yes, there and, was. Oh, yeah. Brookie so, was not too happy about it no sir he also was not too happy with bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i saw the did you see that video of him? Yeah. a little rolling of the old eyes <laughs> the interview? oh man that was, that was hilarious that was hilarious i Shots guess fired. i guess they've had some issues for a couple of years yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sounds, like, sounds like it if brooke was brooks was not too not, too, not all that pleased so uh rick delgado is going to have a what even is that what is the uh, what even is that here today? oh man it has to do with something uh i never thought i'd see but it, it has to do with John Cena. Joe Biden completed a sentence. Oh no! That too. What is it? <laughs> Come on, John we'll Cena. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, John Cena. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well. All right. We'll go. We'll we'll save your thoughts for later on that. I have my own thoughts on that. So we'll we'll see what you have to say. Uh, right. All right. Right now, though, let's do the news. And here with the news is Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mister Nolan? been so long since i've been here i don't remember what to do <laughs> well you just read the just read oh the God. stories yeah the I, story. I was about from to just, start paul from just the news on may 25th this was updated this is a story that's been here but uh it's kind of moving along texas is set to remove one of its last major gun restrictions and allow residents to carry handguns without a license and the background check and training to go with it the gop-led senate uh passed a bill monday that if enacted, would make such changes, and Governor Greg Abbott is expected to sign the bill despite previously voicing concerns about it. Uh, the bill has prompted backlash from law enforcement groups that are worried about removing background checks and safety courses from carrying requirements is posing a danger. 
And um, the head of the uh, Dallas Police Association said every police officer in Texas supports the right of our citizens to arm themselves. For the safety of Texas residents, we want to make sure everyone who carries a firearm is well-trained and basically gun safety and measures to understand the importance of the responsible gun usage. So the bill won't allow people over 21 to carry. However, um, this this does seem a little bit... um, I do feel like we're we're starting to see, um, and we've talked many times now on this show since the election about what we can do and how a lot of this was going to have to happen at the state and local level if some of these changes uh, to fight back against the federal insane policies that we're seeing from the Biden administration. And I do feel like you're seeing, you know, unfortunately it's all seems like it's Florida and Texas, but you're also seeing some things out of Tennessee. You're seeing a lot of banning of critical race theory. Uh, you're seeing some Second Amendment things like this. So you are seeing some pushback from from red state. Gu- Not enough, in my estimation. But you are seeing some things, whether it comes to election security, Second Amendment, uh, critical race theory. Um, you're, you're seeing some movement in some places that I, I would deem at least positive in a, in, in a positive direction. I think we need to see more of it, but I still yeah. think this is the kind of thing that there should be so much training. Though I think they should train kids from the time they're 12 years old how to handle guns, clean them, unload them, gun safety. That should be something that starts right in the house. It's, you know, even you know, even as a, an elective in schools. I mean, to me, at this point, if we're teaching kids properly how to handle the handguns, there's going to be a lot less accidents, and people will be less likely to come barging into a convenience store, firing the place up if they think there's somebody in there armed. You know, and speaking of that. And this is off the topic of guns, but it's on the topic of of what we teach our kids in schools. And maybe, you know, my uh, my support for Meet Kevin, Kevin Pathrat in California, (laughs) at Meet Kevin. um, We got to get his idea of future schools. I'm telling you, you got to read up on it because it's it really will teach kids. One of the one of the parts of it is to make sure kids can come out of school. And I hope I'm saying this right. I'm paraphrasing. But I've heard him talk about it. Uh, kids to come out of school, understanding finance. You know, we don't teach kids about debt, about finance. Of course, they oh, got to yeah. keep that. They have to keep you confused about finance. They can't and, and, let you understand it because if you understand it, you're not going to comply with it. I mean, what did Henry Ford say in like 1920 something? He said something effective. People out there knew how heinous and how illegal the entire money system is. There would be a revolution tomorrow. You know, so uh, oh, there was a uh, sorry, there, go ahead, Rick. There, there was a commercial I just saw yesterday, yesterday, and I meant to bring it up and I totally forgot uh, where it, it, it's it's basically plugging. Hey, get your kid a credit card and they could, you know, it, it, they, they come all different colors and designs and they make it look cool. Like it's it comes an with iPhone. a pack of bubble gum. Right. And it's like, oh, they'll they'll learn how to, uh, you know, how money works and how, uh, really with a credit card. You're going to learn how money works. You're going to get the kid in debt even sooner. <laughs> Come on. So here's on his website, which, by the way, is meetkevin.com. Future schools. He has a 20-point plan for being the governor of California. Uh, number three on his 20-point plan is this future schools idea. And he says, at 14, students have a choice to attend a future school. Combines college, trade school, high school, and financial education. Students graduate debt-free, for free, at 18, ready for career placement in partnership with small, medium, and large businesses throughout California. He says, consider this. 
Instead of guessing what businesses need, businesses of all sizes will work with our future schools to educate our teachers, enabling our teachers more pay. Then teachers will educate our students in skills that fit their choice so that students graduate debt-free with a financial and wealth-building background and ready for a career. Traditional universities will still be an option. However, future school enrollees will not be required to take SAT, ACT testing for placement at state schools, uh, UC or Cal. So this future schools idea, I don't know if I'm on board with every part of it, but the idea of teaching kids a lot more about their financial future and debt and, and, and getting into something and understanding finances early on. I mean, I can, I, did, you, is that, did anyone our age ever leave high school understanding uh, anything about investing or uh, anything about any of this? No, no, no never, no. never. Definitely not. You know, we no would way. talk, my friends that I would, had been talking around for a long time, creating a curriculum for Liberty School, just because this is in, you know, this has just been a disaster. What's, you know, your kids go off to school, you pay $50,000 for the year, and they come back communists in a pot problem. That's the point. You missed yesterday, Paul. We played. I know, you keep telling me. Emmy Horowitz. <laughs> Amy Horowitz, um, Amy on oh, the Loose, is just it. fantastic I'm, stuff. He went to Portland State University. Oh, what could go wrong there? And he went under the guise of raising money for Hamas, <laughs> the terrorist organization that's lobbing no. missiles into Israel. Hamas. No, yeah, no, yeah, but he Paul. no yes, he, he did. Paul, he, he, got, he got nothing, though. Not one person agreed. So it, was, it was, had to be a bum segment. Like, nothing happened. You got to understand, he did it with a, a different point of view. He's like, hey, you know, we do terrorism, but yeah, we do other stuff too. So, you know, he kind of kept it light. <laughs> he really, yeah. yeah. He really said it. Yeah, oh, he I said, you know, see it. he said, right now we only have the suicide vest bombers. That's like, <laughs> right. He said, that's the poor man's F 18. <laughs> and the students there are like, going, oh. yeah. No, How much money would you like to donate? Well, yeah. maybe fifteen, twenty dollars. Every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> fifteen, twenty dollars. And he made sure to stress, you know, we only go after soft targets like schools and, and synagogues yeah. and stuff like that. No, yeah. no, no. No, he did. Every if, single if this, kid listen, was if on. This show board. goes flack. We please play it in the last. Something that we played in one of these segments. I got to see that. I mean, it's it's. This is what's going. This is. You know, I wonder if parents who send their kids there ever see something like that and must, and what they think. Unbelievable. It's so unbelievable. I, I mean, it's, it's not unbelievable. It's believable. It, it was pretty unbelievable. I got to tell you. I mean, he used, like Rick said, he used language. Like we, we only targets, go for soft schools. targets. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we only have suicide vest bombers. It's like the poor man's F 18, meaning like, you know, kind of saying Israel's, you know, superpower military. This is all we have to fight back. And then the kids are going, oh, yeah. You heard, well, you heard that actor saying, yeah, no uh, problem. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you 20 bucks. Sure. Sounds good. Good luck. Peace and love, but we just got to blow some things up first, he said. <laughs> That's right.
right, 30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in. Lots to do tonight. Rick uh, Amirati will have sports. Rick Delgado is going to have what even is that? But let's continue here with the news and here with the news. Uh, I'm going to try to get all the news I can out of him while he's here. And that's Mr. Paul Nolan. What else is going on, Mr. Nolan? Well, from just the news, um, Senator Rand Paul said Tuesday, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease Director, Anthony Fauci, He's known, as, he's known as the Stormy Daniels of medicine. On yeah, this show. I, we call him, you know, yeah. the Pepperidge Farm little Keebler elf looking scam. <laughs> That's fine. Has repeatedly lied and should be fired. Uh, <laughs> it Paul says said, that in the article, right, Paul? I believe, yeah. <laughs> the little weasel rat face punk. <laughs> yeah, flip yeah. Who is completely invested in all kinds of pharmaceutical companies. All right, so anyway, Paul said on Justin News Water Cooler, your buddy, um, that Fauci lied to Congress when he said the National Institutes of Health did not gain of function research, um, did not fund gain of function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He ought to be fired immediately, said Paul. He was repeatedly, you know, classed with Fauci over numerous COVID-19 issues. He's been lying to us since the very beginning. He first said no masks work, which wasn't true. Then he said all masks work, and that wasn't true either. Then the N95 mask works, and the rest of them don't. He's been dishonest from the very beginning. The Republican from Kentucky also said Fauci has lied on so-called uh, with good intentions, noble lies, but has been dishonest and should be dismissed. Yeah. So this was, a, in my estimation, a very important interview, a great interview, as David Brody always does. And I've got some very, uh, got some good clips of this. So let's take these in order, G. Let's go with the story that Paul just talked about. Cut 27. Here is Rand Paul being asked about specifically about this uh, gain of function research that Fauci and, by the way, the CDC director when she was asked from, uh, what's his name there, from Louisiana, uh, didn't have any answers for. Have you, have you funded it? or do, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll get back to you on it. That was her. Uh, so here's Rand Paul on that. Uh, roll it. Absolutely. He lied to the American people. There was a gain-of-function research going on with this Dr. Shi Zengali at the Wuhan Institute. In her paper, she actually thanks Dr. Fauci and the NIAID, which is a part of NIH that uh, Dr. Fauci runs, it's listed at the end of the paper. This paper was funded by NIA, NIAID research, and it lists a 10-digit number that identifies the research money that she got from the United States. Was it gain of function? Well, it took a SARS virus, which is a coronavirus that's 15 times more deadly than COVID, and it added to it S-protein, which is something on the surface of it, to make it more easily infectious to human epithelial cells for the respiratory tract. That to me is gain of function. We have at least one scientist from Rutgers and another scientist from MIT who looked at this paper and say it is gain of function. And she says she did it with an NIH fund. Dr. Fauci says no. I think he needs to be quizzed, but he goes on these shows and they all yuck it up and laugh and yeah. laugh about how everybody's a conspiracy theory, but nobody asks him any tough questions because the left is so enthralled with all his dictates and he's become sort of this uh, glorious purveyor of truth for the left right. that nobody asks him any tough questions. So I've got, but here's uh, the thing. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say the tide is turning. You're now seeing liberal networks today talking about the possibility that this virus came out of a lab. You had the Wall Street Journal published this week 
that three lab workers were in the hospital in November with a COVID-like infection. So the dam's about to burst. And I think one reason Dr. Fauci is so sensitive about this subject is he's not going to be escape, able to escape that the NIH gave this lab money. But now it looks like there's more and more evidence that it came from the lab. Yeah. This is going to be a bad day for Dr. Fauci when it comes out that the virus came from the lab. We don't know yet, but if it turns out it came from the lab and we know it was funded by the NIH, yeah. this is a bad day for Dr. Fauci. I've got about 20 or 25 seconds left, Are you, but you're saying you believe he did lie to Congress, that he perjured himself, and what should the repercussions be then? He ought to be immediately fired. He's been lying to us since the very beginning. He first said no masks work, which wasn't true. Yeah. Then he said all masks work, and that wasn't true either. The N95 masks work, the rest of them don't, but he's been dishonest from the very beginning. He does it, he's so-called with good intentions, noble lies, but he has been dishonest and he should be dismissed. Yeah. yeah. You know, we've been talking about this right from Jump Street. Yeah, I talked about it yesterday when you weren't here, the fact that you had, you and Rick mo mostly, with the, to the dismay of me, by the way. <laughs> right, and if you remember, I had the, those papers I wanted to like bring up. And, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to invest, I want a new show now, I'm going to do this. And I had the actual um, peer-reviewed study from Cold Spring Harbor Labs, which is a world-renowned lab, and then it got pulled off, and I had downloaded it and made copies of it before, and then it wasn't available, then it was it started to recirculate. But um, you know, this is they've been busted since Jump Street. We talked about the three point seven million that was sent twice. We talked about once it was sent to Chapel Hill. Then they, they what over a hundred doctors said this is so dangerous, this is such bad science, there is no need for this science whatsoever. We don't need it. All it's gonna do is create problems. We talked about the movie Plandemic that shows source documentation. In that movie, which now we're not on social media, so I can say this, but it says that in that movie, there's source docs that show that there were either absolute proof of of uh, what do you, uh, patents on the actual virus, virus, yeah, which is illegal to do, or you know, I, I forget there was an, either either way it was an illegal. I can't remember off the top of my head; it's been so long since I watched it. But either way, it was illegal. And the experts in that movie were all vilified instantly, and they were all world-renowned experts in the field. Right away, you weren't allowed to watch that on any platform. Once you can't watch, well, if it's nonsense, let us watch it. What's right. the problem? I, I think the patent thing was it's illegal to patent a and virus like that, and it's also illegal to create a virus like that. So either way, you can't patent something that's illegal to create. I think it's off. I'll find I it tomorrow. I think it was something, something along those lines yeah, where it was like, that. it was, you, you, could, you can't do either. So it's like. If you did it one way and it was illegal, you did right. it the other way, it was illegal. Exactly. That's how it really worked out. But, you know, again, I don't want to uh, go down that rabbit hole too much. But well, but the point is, like you said, you, you had, you and Rick both said on this show multiple times, or do we all, in, we're all in agreement here that this is obviously not uh, coming from the wet market. No. This was, came out of the lab. Right. One of the studies showed that this would have taken over 100 years to evolve to this point. This, this, this was, you know, it was made so highly sophisticated that it could attach to cells. And it was all, you know, and it's, it's all from the same SARS and from the AIDS. You know, they're all connected in certain ways that it just, it's. We also uh, talked about the fact, and I said this yesterday, that there was cables sent from this lab. Um back to the state department i believe the report was saying hey uh, you better pay attention to what these guys are doing it's pretty sloppy and obviously now we see what they're talking we're talking about
Yeah. But Rand Paul's absolutely right because Fauci never gets asked any questions about it. Uh, he never. He just. He's the. He's the mouthpiece of the left. That's why I call him Stormy Daniels because he's in the camera. He's in front of the camera more than she was. He goes on MSNBC and CNN at nauseum. Oh my God! It's like an endless infomercial. Mask. Don't mask. He gets vaccinated. He still wears a mask. Rand Paul confronts him. He says, no, 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 you're, you're not, you, you know, he get, gets angry at him. Then he finally admits, well, yeah, I, I, mean, it was, I, I was wearing it just really basically for theater because I didn't want people to see me without a mask on. That level of just importance, by the way, is just <laughs> stunning to me as well, if we give a damn whether you're wearing one or not. Well, because you know, those of us who actually believe in uh, individual sovereignty and liberty don't really give a rat's ass what you're doing. <laughs> Leave us alone. Let us make our decisions. We'll, we'll get the facts. We'll see the survival rate. We'll see who's most at, uh, uh, who needs to be vaccinated or at least shunned from this virus. And we'll make our own damn decisions on how we're going to take care of ourselves. And by the way, look at what's going on in Texas with the numbers, Florida with the numbers, the places that have opened up. And, and now uh, all the people, all the Democrats, oh, geez, I don't know. I can't explain it. What is it? Well, I'll tell you what it is. How about this? People have some damn common sense. Not only that, that's called science. <laughs> they actually followed the science, realizing that masking and, and social distancing doesn't work. And, uh, you know, for the most part, for people, you know, that aren't elderly or have three or four comorbidities, uh, they're going to be fine. Yeah, but they say like half, more than half of the deaths from COVID, people had 2.6 comorbidities. It was, it was more than that. It was in the 90%. It was over 90%. No, 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 no. No, Each death had 2.6 comorbidities in line with COVID. So they died with COVID, not of COVID. Exactly. So there was was 2.6 underlying conditions with it, which is just complete statistical malfeasance. Uh, I think the one thing that's never talked about here is, and I brought up to a guy in my, you know, I do business with, something effective. He goes, it's crazy. We got to get every single child. Got to get this vaccine. I'm like, are you you out of your mind? We know this was made in a lab. There's no denying that at this point, right? We all know that. And he's like, well, I guess. So when they roll out COVID-21, do every little kid's got to get injected again. What if they come out with COVID 21.5, COVID 21.2? And what if it keeps on rolling out? How many times are we going to inject little kids with some kind of a thing? We don't know what it's capable of doing to people. I mean, what, at what point are you going to like ground yourself in reality here? This is a money-making scam. Wake up. You can't be so stupid. Yeah. The percentage of people who believe that, though, is so small, it's, it's stunning. Oh, the TV and social media are awfully powerful. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's exactly what it is. The full court press is on. We didn't get to this yesterday. You know, for the first time, Gio found something. He called me and he said, um, I don't even know how to edit this because it's nine minutes of just pure insanity. I don't even know how to edit it down to anything less. And this was Biden and Fauci doing uh, like meet the YouTuber night where they had all these different popular YouTubers asking them questions and just the full court press on getting vaccinated. And of course, you know, the all, these guys have millions of followers. So propaganda is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And it was just insanity. 
Well, you know, that's why I talked about, you know, people should look into the, the book propaganda by by Goebbels. They should be looking at Bernays' work. I mean, this is all the things that have it's just been incorporated into, from ma- mainstream marketing into corporate politics. You know, and they, they're one and the same. I mean, they got everybody online. But think about how much money people have made just in pharmaceutical. We talked about it with that Dr. Shiva saying that it's the perfect business model. You know, we talked about it how many times? Well, hey, Bob, uh, where's your vaccine card? Oh, I don't want to put that stuff in me. What, do you want to kill my kids, Bob? No, I don't want to hurt nobody, Freddie. Well, you don't come here until you get your vaccine. And then, boom, you got to get it or, or you can't work there. Think about the extortion. Anyway. We're starting to see that, by the way, in places. Yeah. And again, it's, it's the government's way of doing it without the government doing it. Yep. Correct. But meanwhile, they're all invested in it. What school? University of uh, Virginia. Yes. They're not letting anybody in the school unless there's no in-person classes. That's what I just saw today. I just saw that story. That's what I was just thinking of. Yeah, you have my- to be able to show. You have to be able to show some proof of vaccination to go to. I mean, this. I'm back to what I said a couple last week. There's got to be some attorneys somewhere that know how to. These people have got to be challenged. There has to be big, bold lawsuits at some of these places. I mean, I don't know if you, if it's possible. We got to get. We got to find out if it is. We we got to get Harmeet Dillon on here or somebody to to find out because I don't know. There's got to be some pushback to places like that. Although I guess it's a it's a private. Well, it's not a private no, university. It's not private. Obviously, it's not University of Virginia. They get federal money. from Studio 6B. A couple emails we've received here. Um, this one doesn't have a name, but it says, Damon, I'm 58 years old, and when I was in high school, they offered a course called Basic Math. We were partnered with another student. We ran household budgets. We learned how to buy a house. We played stock market on paper. We learned how to save money, balance a checkbook, buy a car, apply for a mortgage. It was the best course I ever took. I learned a lot, and it paid off in the long run. I retired at 56 years old, owned everything debt-free, home, car, boat, for real, it taught me life skills. Well, first of all, congratulations. That's fantastic. And uh, it's good to hear because I certainly didn't have courses like that. Uh, Sandy says, hi there. Aren't your parents supposed to teach you these things? I was born in 1959. My dad was a naval auditor. I learned all about this stuff growing up. I, I do remember going over these topics in school as well. Blessing Sandy. So, hmm. All right, so some people did. I remember playing Monopoly. That's hasn't worked out for me but i used to do that i I remember first playing monopoly and i went over to the first local kinkos printed up some fake money (laughs) pulled it out during the game kept on slipping it in created counterfeit right out of the gate well i mean i just (laughs) all right let's do some sports federal reserve and here (laughs) 
That's a good one, Paul. Here with uh, that is Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? Hey, Big D. Well, let's go to the NBA playoffs. Three games in action tonight in Brooklyn. The Nets all over the Celtics, 71-47 to at the half. They outscored the Celtics 40-26 to in the first quarter. Joe Harris leads all scorers with 22 for the Brooklyn Nets. Looking good. And uh, the Nets are up one nothing in that series. The Lakers, LeBron, your favorite player, Big D, travels back to Phoenix tonight uh, at 10 p.m. tip. The Lakers lost the other night. They now trail one zip, and Phoenix is looking to make it 2 nothing. I think Phoenix is a good team. They're the number two seed in the West. But, uh, hey, LeBron, uh, looks like he's going to have a tough time, so we'll see. Well, Devin Booker is uh, scored 34 in game one, and I bet he goes for 30-plus again. Is it tonight they play? Yes, they do. 10 p.m. tip. He's going to be a handful for them in that series. I'm going to catch that game tonight. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, the Mavs, who lead the Clippers right now, one nothing, uh, are in the Staples Center. That's a 10-30 tip in Game 2 as well. We'll keep an eye on that net score, and we'll give you an update later on. But looks like Brooklyn's going to go up 2 nothing there. Um, Major League Baseball right now. Cubs 4-3 over the Pirates. That's in the 7th. Phillies over the Marlins 2-0 7th. Cincinnati Reds 2-0 over the Nationals. Top of the 6th. Top of the 5th in the Bronx. Blue Jays 3-0 over the Yankees. Also 5th. Braves 2-1 over the Red Sox. 6th. Royals 2-1 over the Rays. In the 5th. Rockies and Mets tied at 1 out in New York, Indians and Tigers. Uh, Tigers right now trail the Indians 2-0 in the fifth. Third, Padres 2-0 over the Brewers. And Orioles right now trail the Twins 4-2 in the second. White Sox 2-0 over the Cardinals in Chicago. And uh, that's in the second. Bottom of the third, Dodgers and Astros tied nothing nothing. Rangers visit the Angels at 940. Giants at the Diamondbacks and also Mariners out in Oakland to take on the A's. All 30 Major League Baseball teams are in action tonight. NHL, let me tell you, you want to watch an exciting sport and you don't take the opportunity, watch the hockey playoffs. I know Paul and I have said it a number of times. There is just nothing like it. There was five games last night and absolute two thriller overtime games. Uh, the Islanders over the Penguins, 3-2. to two. Uh, Rookie goaltender for the Islanders, Ilya Sorokin, the 25-year-old, stopped 48 out of 50 shots, which spectacular saves and he is 3 and 0 in this playoff. The Islanders lead that series 3 to 2 and they're going to look to wrap it up tomorrow night out on Long Island in the Nassau Coliseum. And I know Paul's smiling and I know Paul won't be here tomorrow night cuz he'll be at the game. <laughs> I think I'm going to jump in the trunk the family. You know, nights. I got to bring the clan. You know, they all like you know, so if I got to come with my kids, right? I mean, absolutely. And, and Rick, what did I tell you last night when we were leaving and the game was going into overtime? Yeah, you said, uh, have faith. I, I said, you know what? He stopped how many shots? 40-plus shots? That's not good for the Penguins. That's look not good for, the for them. No. I, I, they're going in. They're, they just tied it. Yeah. I said, it looks good for the Islanders. Unbelievable. And you were right, Rick. And another thriller. Triple overtime last night. I actually fell asleep. This game was still going on at 1.30. The Jets over the Oilers in Winnipeg. Uh, 4-3. Longest game in the uh, Winnipeg Jets history. Just an incredible playoff game last night. Both goaltenders played out of their minds. And uh, a lot of fun. Like I said, check out these hockey games. They're really fantastic. And tonight, just two games in action. The Predators and the Hurricanes. Uh, I got to give a shout-out. 
to go Canes uh, to one of my followers, be a good people Cray. I guess it's a, a who that nation guy. And then, but then I have Liz, who's a Preds fan, who actually sent me a photo on Twitter on Friday night at her at the game with uh, a couple of friends. And uh, anyway, that's a good game. They both should be happy. It's tied 1-1, and that's right now in the second period. And uh, we also have um, the Maple Leafs over the Canadians, one nothing right now. That's in the second. William Nylander with the score for the Maple Leafs. Uh, we'll, again, we'll keep an eye on that. And New York Mayor Bill de Blasio calls out Trey Young after Knicks loss to Hawks on Sunday. Uh, this is from Yard Barker's Jason Rowan. Uh, Trey Young's antics following the Atlanta Hawks game victory uh, on Sunday over the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden certainly rankled the fan base of the Big Apple-based team. Apparently, animosity directed at Young out of New York has even reached the upper levels of City Hall. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio got in on the Young hate during a press conference earlier today, regaled in a Knicks hat. De Blasio called out the young Hawk star for apparently hunting for fouls, quote-unquote, and evidently not playing the game the right way. All of a sudden, de Blasio's an NBA expert. Yeah. Uh, the nature of the vitriol targeting uh, young stems in large parts of the Hawks guards' heroics in the closing seconds of Sunday's Game 1, as well as the immediate moments afterward. Young hit the game-winning floater, a beautiful floater, on a drive to the basket with less than one second remaining to give the Hawks a thrilling 107-105 victory. What's more, Young taunted the MSG crowd after his big shot, much to the chagrin of Knicks fans in attendance and those watching on television. I thought Spike Lee was going to blow a gasket. Uh, Young said after the game that he relishes the notion that Knicks may now view him as a felon, uh, as a villain, I should say, and a felon villain. Uh, I definitely know the history of players coming in here and being hated, Young said, according to ESPN's Andrew Lopez. Like I said, I take that as a compliment, to be honest with you. Obviously, I'm doing something right if you hate me that much. As far as the Blasio's input is concerned, it wasn't the first time the mayor's thrown his support behind the New York NBA team. Last week, the Blasio rocked Netskia for a press conference at Barclays Center. So the, uh, the good old mayor can't make up his mind who he likes. And talk about a gold-plated phony. He was called out on social media for looking ridiculous in his Brooklyn Nets hat, which he must have just taken out of the bag, yeah. and his Brooklyn jersey. He looked like a doofus. He's the so. single biggest <laughs> jackass there is. <laughs> really and by is. the way, he shouldn't get mad at Trey Young because uh, if we ran the same play, I could have scored on the play. The, net, the Knicks defense was <laughs> non-existent. So if the mayor's going to be mad at anybody... Be mad at your team, your own team's defense or whatever team it is you're supporting today, you doofus. Absolutely. I could have made the layup. The Knicks were so bad on defense. I mean, it's not like you it's a surprise who's going to take the ball. I know, right? <laughs> one guy to cover. Hello? Isn't that always the case? <laughs> yeah, it's one, I mean, I was watching the game with my son. I said, well, they're going to have to double Trey, obviously, here. Double? They didn't throw anyone on him. He waltzed in. He walked right down the lane. He walked right in and made the shot. I mean, it was pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. And good for him, by the way. And good for him for taunting the crowd afterwards because they deserved it because they were vile the whole game, according to him. Now, I wasn't there, so I don't know. But what he said, they were screaming at him. Yeah, they were. Well, how is that I mean, any you, different from any, any, well, any probably game isn't, but in the New gardens, York? The Garden's jacked up. First uh. time they got 15000 in there. Spike and all the Hollywood phonies. First playoff game in how many years? I mean, yeah. I mean, the front line of the Knicks is the biggest line of the, of absolute Hollywood phonies. You've all, y'all want to, hey, is the camera on me? Hey, hey I'm here. <laughs> Posing. 
Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. my God. Right on the money there. All right, so. Big D. And uh, I won't have enough time, but real quick, just the PGA of America apologized to, apologized to Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepka earlier today for Marvel fans of, at the PGA Championship. What had happened on that last shot by Mickelson, the fans broke the barrier. Security could not hold them back, and they just pretty much crashed onto the course, and uh, Brooks Kepka wasn't too happy. His caddy got bumped, and he hit his knee, which was just surgically repaired a few months ago, and they, feel, they felt threatened. I mean, you can't blame them. I mean, security's got to step it up. So PGA has is given their word that they're going to get their act together with that. So, you know, it's hard in these majors when you get to 18 and it's somebody like Tiger or Phil, and especially Phil at 50. You know, I mean, but they got to do a better job. You can't put the players like that at risk, especially someone who just had their knee redone. And he's he said he was just frantic about it because he didn't want to re-injure. Hi, live from Studio Six B, Hour Two. Coming up, more news. We'll go into the press briefing room and a little more Rand Paul when we get back right after this. Studio 6B Hour 2 on a Tuesday. Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Glad you're in. Paul Nolan's got some more news. Rick Emirati's got some more sports. I got an email here. I just want to go over because uh, Lisa sent me an email. She says, uh, I love your show. I watch it every night. However, Uh I really thought my husband and I were immune to COVID since we both had it. And of course, I talk about the fact that I had it a lot. Uh, back in October of 2020, she said. So I was pretty, um, no, October 2020. Okay. Uh, my husband tested positive today for it. Neither one of us had or planned to get the vaccine. I just wanted to share this with you since I hear you talk a lot about your show about uh, immune immunity for possibly 17 years. So, uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, number one. Number two, I guess when you get tested, they don't I mean, there are variants. I mean, I I think it is as slow, I mean, as slim as the possibility is. I don't think it's out of the question that you could get one of the variants and test positive. So I, what I'd like from Lisa to know, as you, if, this, if the, they say if you get one of the variances after having the original, that your symptoms are much milder, even if you do test positive. So I'd be interested to know if that's the case, because obviously just testing positive, they don't say, oh, you tested positive for this variant or that one last time. You're just going to test positive again, um, which I think is the, the numbers of people who tested positive again, I think are very low. But I, but I don't think it's out of the question that you can, obviously. Obviously, duh. Uh, but I would be interested to know if the symptoms are more mild than they were. I don't know how, what your experience was the first time. If they're more mild this time because of your built up immunity from the first time you had it. Yeah, be that's what they say it should be. It'll be interesting to find out too if the first time they had it, they were told, okay, well, you tested positive, but you really didn't feel anything because back then they were running the, uh, the tests at a different cycle rate than they are these days. Yeah. 
So it may have been a false positive back then if you didn't have anything. But again, like you said, it would be interesting to see what what kind of reaction. Were they actually sick back then, back in October? Or if they were just told, oh, by the way, you have it. Quarantine for 10 days. Pretty crazy how they changed that standard as soon as Biden got in, isn't it? Yeah, weird, right? Kind of odd. I mean, people had called, I mean, DeSantis and, I mean, conservative I mean, people had called for it forever. I mean, Phil Kirpin, who was on this show, we got to get Phil Kirpin back on the show, was on it early, early on, saying this yeah. is, it's ridiculous that they're using this. They're gonna, everyone's going to be, everything's going to be positive. Yeah, they said it was the equivalent of having one hair on a brand new sofa was the amount of COVID that was in your system that was detected as positive, like yeah. just to the point of completely, you know, useless. All right, it's time now for uh, one of my new favorite segments here on the show, and that, of course, is Rick Delgado with what? Even is that. All right, Dame. Well, thank you very much. And if you've been paying attention, this story has been picking up a lot of steam, and I didn't think it would. But, well, it looks like LeBron and the NBA, well, now they have some company. Mm. Check this out. And believe me, I'm not making this up. You can see it for yourself. Yes, you're reading that correctly. John Cena, one of the WWE's most recognizable and famous stars, is making news, but for all the wrong reasons. You see, in promoting his new movie, I think it's the 97th movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. I'm not sure, give or take (laughs) 10 or 12. Cena said during an interview with a Taiwanese broadcaster, he said this, Taiwan is going to be the first country that can watch F9. And if you're thinking, okay, so what was so dishonorable about that? And I, and most of the freedom-loving world, is right there with you. But it turns out China, well, to them, China, uh, Taiwan doesn't exist, and it belongs to them. So that statement, Taiwan is the first country that can watch F9, has brought much shame to the house of Sina. Now, so much so that he had to take a knee and apologize, waddle deedle. Some people might get that reference. Uh, and to apologize, he actually recorded a video in which he looks more like Joe Piscopo and sounds a bit like Jackie Chan. Check this out. Your eager uh-huh, uh-huh. information. Now watch, watch the Here's the excuse. That's a lot of Oh Amazing. Now, if you're wondering what even was that, well, I can tell you, that is what a coward looks and sounds like. Yeah. I mean, this is John Cena, five-time United States champion, four-time tag team champion, 16-time world champion. He's tied Ric Flair for the most world championship reigns in WWE history. He's a two-time Royal Rumble winner and a one-time Money in the Bank winner and has been on the WrestleMania headliner five times. A guy my boy loves so much, we took him to live WWE events to see him, and we got him one of these. 
Okay, Cena went by the phrase hustle, loyalty, and respect. Three things lacking in most people today, and a great message to everyone in the country, but he just lost all of that. The guy who talked about never giving up, well, watch the video, and he just did. The guy who had kids around the country and around the world want to be just like him because of the image he portrayed has now betrayed all of that. And the guy who used to stand over his opponents and say, you can't see me. Well, guess what, John? We see you now. And we see you as a coward, groveling to your Chinese master. This is a guy, he even released a book called Encouraging Words. Yeah, and I'm sure in all those encouraging words, I wonder if there's anything in there about, oh, I don't know, human rights violations in China, maybe encouraging on a daily basis, or or, or maybe he did something on, uh, oh, what's that called? Um, yeah, China virus or, or slave labor. How about that? Was that in there? I think it's safe to say by now that I'm out of the John Cena fan club, and at this point, so I will leave you with this. Don't go see his new movie. Don't buy his stupid book. And if you do have a chance to see him out and about, instead of, you know, mentioning his new movie, F9, say F... (laughs) Well, you get the rest. You get the rest. (laughs) And if you needed any more reasons to hate John Cena, how about a million more? There you go. Oof. Good job. Jeez. That that, That was hard to watch. Painful. Painful, Oof. painful. And look, by the way, it looked like he filmed it in um, President Xi's um, in a room that they were all standing around him, like it was guns, a hostage tape. Guns, right, yeah. it really did. It, yeah, it looked bit. like a hostage yeah. tape. Like, no, no, uh, cut to, cut to. We want you to say five verys, not four verys. And as Jonah, Jonah Goldberg said, who I agree with almost nothing about, he said, by the way, not only is Taiwan a country, Taiwan's a better country than the one that's held prisoner by the CCP. By the way. <laughs> John Cena, what a chicken, you know what? It's amazing. Spineless worm. Oh, my God. But you see who your master is because those are the ones you're not allowed to uh, criticize. criticize. Boy, that was painful, man. Oh, my God. Sports in Hollywood. Here you go. Beholden to uh, the CCP. What a gutless coward. Over over dollars. Movies, sneakers, it's all, I mean, it's just... I guess uh, all those steroids shriveled up his, uh, you know what, last of his, uh, of his beans. What his, a coward. That was just disgusting. I can't believe. I mean, that was groveling. Yeah. I, I could see him doing a, an apology because he said something that, you know, about Chinese people. So, you know, you know what I mean? Where he said something and it came out wrong. Right, right, right. And, and so he's apologizing to the Chinese people for saying, you know what? I, I said something that wasn't supposed to sound that way about Chinese people. He, it, no, this was about Taiwan being a country, being the first ones to see his new movie. I mean, that, that's just, I mean. Pitiful. <laughs> oh, good God. Pitiful. Pitiful. I mean, Pitiful. really, that's just, just, it, that's, it's just uh, makes you want to puke, honestly. That's just well. Repulsive. Put them on my list. Ugh. X of death. You're done. You're done. All right. Let's do some more news. What else, Paul? Well, speaking of um, just complete cowards, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez revealed recently that she is attending therapy because of the deadly riot at the U.S. Capitol oh, on January 6th, claiming in a radio interview that members of Congress essentially served in war. <laughs> oh. 
During this, an interview, this was with, the January sixth thing that yeah. she wasn't at, right? Yeah, yeah, the one okay. that she was like she was so like far away over. from. Yeah, I yeah, just want to make sure we're talking about the same event. Yeah, she, was about, she wasn't there. She about called the events uh, extraordinarily yeah. traumatizing and likened her experience to that of losing her father at a young age. Uh huh. Here, here was the events as as seen by her. Anyone in here? That was the police officer at her door. That's all that happened. It's just completely stunning. I mean, this is so uh, after the six, I took some time and I was really, you know, uh, when I, I explained to my therapist what happened, like the day of uh, because like I ran to her office and she was all like, and, you know, you need to recognize trauma. And this is something that, you know, you know, went through and, you know, we're all like, you know, going through. I feel like I've learned that this is the hard way. I wish we had the video of her talking like a teenager. Um, is how I feel after my, my father passed away when I was a teenager. What happened at the young age, I, I socked it away. I had to live with that for years. And she says she's doing therapy, and she uh, is claiming that former President Donald Trump uh, left the entire Latino community on edge. She said, um, oh, yeah, I'm doing therapy, but I also have just slowed down. I think Trump administration has done that to a lot of us, especially Latino communities in a very reactive uh, mode. This is uh, <laughs> this is one of your leaders that you've elected, you goofy liberals. Yeah. You know what's, by the way, just to get back to the Cena thing for one second. Yeah, please. Because Cena, it... um, he's granted, for whatever this is worth, I don't know. I mean, you have to look at people and take in totality the picture of, of what who they are, what they've done. He's granted more Make-A-Wish wishes yeah. than anyone in the history of the organization. I mean, he has... Uh, I, wish he did. I wish he wasn't such a good guy. I mean, it is kind of stunning. I mean, given his track record of, of who, he, who he seems to be, that, that someone told, convinced him that this was a good idea or he had to do this. I mean, right? Yeah. And, I mean, and his he did whole it in persona, he, his whole, uh, and he did it in Chinese. Yeah, something that, from what Mandarin, I understand, he he's Mandarin, been learning. I believe that yeah, was. He, he's yeah. been learning, I guess, since 2010. But still, to 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 get that, he, he, what you didn't see on the video, he probably was on both knees, you know, kind of begging for forgiveness, and it's just sickening to see. Yeah, gutless. Yeah, bunk. Uh, all right, we'll do more Rand Paul from David Brody's very fine article uh, interview. I'm sorry, when we get back, and we'll uh, a couple other things. We'll do some more sports, more news, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday. Glad you're in. past the hour live from studio 6b so i want to get back to david brody's interview with Rand paul a couple other things and we haven't paul's got another story to go with the third part of this but the second part of this is something we've talked about on this show which is 
vaccinations, especially if you've had COVID-19. And um, David Brody asked him about that, of course, because Senator Paul came out recently and said, I'm not going to get vaccinated. Um, You know, people think of him as a senator. Let's remember, he's also a doctor, a physician here. So he's not like some dummy who doesn't know what he's talking about. And I'm sure he talks to other professionals, other epidemiologists who don't uh, waver like Fauci, depending on which way the wind's blowing. So he's got a pretty informed opinion and and makes decisions based on that. He said, well, no, I'm not going to get vaccinated right now because I've had it. Well, the left is, their heads are exploding over it. So he was asked about it. Um, Cut 26G, here's uh, what he said. Roll it. Well, I would rephrase that to say some in the scientific community think that you uh, should be vaccinated. Others in the scientific community, including myself, including people like Scott Atlas, including dozens of other practicing physicians say that the immunity is unknown, but it's also unknown how long your vaccine works. So is anybody saying don't get vaccinated because we're not sure if it'll last a year or two? No, they're all saying vaccinated because, you know, get vaccinated because it saves lives. I'm for vaccines. But what I'm also saying is that when you look at the scientific evidence, there's no evidence that shows that people who have been infected are being reinfected in large numbers. In fact, the numbers of reinfections for those of us who have had the disease are about the same or better than those who are vaccinated. So the left will then say, oh, you're encouraging people to get the disease. No, I'm not. But 32 million people got it in our country officially, and the CDC estimates two persons for every one Mm -hmm. also got it. So probably 100 million people in our country got it. I think that we should uh, be aware and understand what their immunity is. So far, the studies show that those of us who got the disease naturally have as good of immunity as anybody that's been vaccinated. Yeah. And I read you Daniel Horowitz's... What an evil man for saying such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> good God. Yeah. Daniel Horowitz's extensive review of research on, on this that says it could be up to 17 years. <clears throat> And there's no research that says the vaccine is going to last that long. As a matter of fact, I told you, people I know who got the vaccine got an expiration date card with it on when they have to go back to the, for their first booster. So, I mean, I know, uh, I think it was her name was Lisa, who, who said, you know, she's kind of got the outlier situation here where she seems to be, in, her husband seems to be infected for the second time after getting it naturally and obviously dealing with it, now has it again. I, again, I, I, probably some variant, if I had a guess, and I'd be interested to see if the symptoms are milder, but I don't, I don't think that's, quite the, that's not the norm. I don't think the numbers of people getting reinfected who got it naturally the first time are extremely high. Not that it can happen, obviously, but I don't think they're extremely high. But the idea that someone who's had it has to rush to get a vaccine it's just crazy. It's all been crazy. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. So I, I, I am interested to see in, this, in, in, in her husband's um, situation now the second time and see if the symptoms are milder, worse, about the same, and, and what, what the, since this is, real, this is a real situation now that we can track and see what the situation is. So uh, the last part of this was the, the breaking news of yesterday. And I, this kind of goes back to where I started the show with the whole, this, the Democratic Party, this president, and in, in, in the, in the world we're living in, um, in just everything with the, with the, the funding of the police, the, the people he's nominating, the, 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 the anti-Semitism that's 
running wild throughout his party, what's going on around the world. It's just chaos under this guy already. It's absolute chaos everywhere you look. Our enemies are jumping up and down. Um, you know, he, he, he kills the, the pipelines here, but he lifts the sanctions on, I mean, it's just, it's just chaos. Right. So, it's just amazing. This green energy movement, right? And the amount of barges, the amount of carbon emissions to now transport around the world and to take away this pipeline. is just, you know, it's under attack, cyber attack. It's just, this, this is just a disaster at every level. I mean, you see what's going on with inflation. You see what's going on with prices. If you've been to a grocery store lately, you see that. If you've been to the pump lately, you've seen that. And I, I filled up the other day. It was $3.15. Oof. So, I mean, you're seeing it everywhere. You're seeing it in prices. You're seeing it in lumber. You're a seeing two, it in... All right, two by four has doubled in the last 53 days. Doubled Some a two by four. More than that, yeah. Yeah, everything. Copper, coffee, corn, lumber, every, everything. Oh, all commodities. Every, everything, every commodity in the world. And, and, and inflation, you know, the Fed's going to tell us it's all uh, transitory and it's only running at two and a half to three. It's freaking, come on. No chance. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. So, uh, so the last part of this, Rand Paul, is this, um, we broke out yesterday, was this substance uh, that was sent to his house. And Paul, you have a story on this, right, from Justin, uh, from Justin News? Uh, you, yeah, I, I have, uh, you know, he says uh, him and his wife plan to push back against Twitter for permitting people to promote violence against him, him online. Yeah. You know, he was injured in 2017 when his neighbor assaulted him. And he recounted on Monday that his wife uh, called and notified him about the suspicious envelope and arrived and had the powder in it and on the outside it said i'll finish what your neighbor started you mother effer yeah so here's uh senator paul talking about this situation with david brody today roll it you know i was on the plane yesterday coming from kentucky back up to washington and my wife called as soon as i landed and said that she'd gotten a, a suspicious envelope out of the mail and it appeared to have powder in it uh as you can imagine kind of a disconcerting message to get and uh, so, you know, she had washed her hands. I told her to, you know, change the clothes, wash the clothes. And later on, the FBI and the sheriff's department got the material, were able to evaluate it. And thankfully, we've uh, now been told that it's not poisonous. But it's still terror. You know, these people are trying to terrorize us. But it's not just in person. I think the people are being fomented and encouraged by Twitter. Twitter is allowing people on a daily basis by the thousands to uh, wish that I would be assaulted, to think that it's just hilarious that I was assaulted and uh, nearly killed by an assailant a couple of years ago, and uh, thinking it's just you know great fun to encourage people to do this on Twitter. And Twitter doesn't take any of this down. You know, you make the slightest mention, you can't even have Donald Trump on Twitter. But I have people every day on the left uh, wishing me violence and encouraging crazy people around the country to attack me. Uh, the latest was this uh, C-list songwriter who was saying he'd buy drinks for anybody who wanted to attack me. And uh, Twitter thinks it's just, uh, you know, these are jokes, according to Twitter, and Twitter leaves them up. Uh, but my wife and I are tired of it, and uh, we're going to be pushing back on Twitter, and uh we're just tired of it. We're, we're, we're not going to take it anymore. Why do you think you're such a target? What, what, do, what do people have against you specifically? What is going on here? Uh, I'm such a nice guy. I don't understand it at all. <laughs> you know, I, I am outspoken and I speak my mind. You know, for the last couple of days, I've been speaking my mind and the left has been losing their mind, saying that because I've already had the disease, I'm not getting vaccinated. But here's the thing. 
In India, they will never have enough vaccine. So do you think in India they're discussing whether or not they should vaccinate those who've already had the disease? So you can see how this is an important scientific discussion that should be discussed in a rational, calm and somber way. Instead, you know, you have knuckleheads from across the spectrum of left to communist to socialist all trashing me for saying I'm not taking the vaccine. But actually, it might save lives, lots of lives in India if the vaccine goes first to those who are not infected so they can go to get the vaccine to spread farther. Same should have been true in our country. But with Dr. Fauci and others who want us all to have this group think, no one's willing to use their brain to analyze problems. Mm-hmm. It's everyone must be a lemming, fall in line. Yeah. Uh, everyone must submit to the state. Yeah, well, that's what they want. That's absolutely what they want. That's what the party wants. Submit to the state. Everything revolves around the state. Bigger and bigger, centralized, more centralized, more centralized. Listen to us. We'll tell you how to live your life, government. Six B. Thirty minutes past the hour on a Tuesday night. Paul Nolan's going to have a little more news. Rick will have more sports. Rick Delgado did a good. What even is that with that phony weasel John Cena? Um. Hey, gee. Since Paul wasn't here, do we have a ITE from yesterday, episode eight? Yeah. Get, let's just let's just play the first eight seconds of it or so. Well, maybe we should play the whole thing. Just let's come, just come we'll on, get yeah, Paul. Bring it. Let's give Paul a little assignment here. Paul, the assignment yesterday was um, good luck to just tell us here. I'm very good at this game, by the way. Okay, write this down. Come up with what this what this is. Here we go. Uh, roll it, G. Okay. <laughs> but uh, there's, you know, there to be, you know, beginning uh, this effort uh, for 2021 is. Uh, I think we've learned a few lessons from last year as well. There's help us. We, they're, you know, being there to help uh, clear roads, rebuild uh, main streets, uh, and so that the families can get back to their lives. Uh, that's what FEMA does every single day. Every single person. I was like, is it just me? What's he hasn't he hasn't strung together any any form of sentence that is even remotely English. That that was there was. Those were English words, but they were not strung together in any form of useful syntax. Or <laughs> Did anybody get your car last night, Big D, or nobody hit the jackpot? No, I'm still driving it. <laughs> they couldn't figure it out. You'd have, have, have to be good at Sudoku to get it, to understand what the hell he just said. I think the best response was... Um, Honesty is the best policy. I have failed tonight's assignment. That was, that was, I still think the best one. Uh, all right, let's do Crazy Town. G. Saki says Biden's hard to keep up with. That's hard to believe. Let's roll it. All right. Welcome to a more full briefing room. 
Double the fun is what I've been saying this morning. Good, you laughed. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. Thanks, Jen. Um, are U.S.-based airlines safe to fly over Belarus right now? Are U.S. airlines safe to fly over? I, there's not been an update, I don't believe, by our um, airline industry or by our those our, who monitor the airline industry in the government in terms of giving new assessments or new recommendations on that, and I'd certainly defer to them. Well, what's the president's approach right sure. now in response to what occurred over the weekend? Sure. Well, first, let me say the president was briefed. Um, you know, he's been kept abreast, of course, but he was briefed this morning during his PDB by his national security Great. team. Uh, it is. Um, Let's see. We continue to believe that's absolutely the right approach and the right steps as it relates to preventing Iran from acquiring a nuclear weapon. We know because we have been through this journey before that this is going to take some time, but the alternative would be not pursuing diplomatic negotiations and accepting that we won't have visibility or access to an understanding of Iran's capabilities like we have it, which is, would be similar to the situation we've had over the last couple of years. He is quite open to a range of uh, mechanisms for paying for these proposals, uh, including uh, lower uh, raising the, the corporate tax rate to a lesser <laughs> to lesser percentage. Uh, it's all about how you pay for it, raising right? So it's a, a numbers a matter of numbers. The proposal by 550, yep. but a lot of that is going into other bills. So is it really a cut if you're planning on putting that money elsewhere in other legislation? Some of it is. Uh, not all of it is. Can you just give us a sense of the White House's view of that report that the Wall Street Journal cited? Uh, in terms of the report, which was specifically about individuals being hospitalized, we have no means of confirming that or denying that. I mean, it's not a report from the United States. I think the journal cited a U.S. intelligence report. So that would have been a U.S. Well, I don't have any. I don't have anything more on a U.S. Yeah. intelligence. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Um, intelligence. Our objective is <laughs> ensuring nothing. that we are um, investing in um, a sustainable way <laughs> exactly. to ensure that we can uh, create a system that's creating millions of jobs while also, uh, you know, protecting our uh, our uh, environment over the long term. We're looking forward to hearing a counterproposal from them. We also as any White House does, continue to talk with, maybe I shouldn't say any White House, our White House does, continue to talk with uh, a range of members. Uh, I do not believe so. Um, let's see. Um, I, can, I can get back to you, though, on more specifics about where the funding comes from. A lot of the Senate Republicans have a bigger problem. It's not necessarily the dollar figure, more He's my new favorite guy. Infrastructure and just massive disagreement there. He's not even supposed to be Do you agree with that characterization of where talks are right now? He is all of us. I think that's a little perplexing. I mean, we're calling it the American Jobs Plan, right? Uh, there are a lot of areas of this bill that um, are maybe not in the traditional sense, but guess what? It's 2021, and we need to modernize what we think about infrastructure, what we mean yeah. by it. And at the yes. end of the day, what it's we're just trying to do yeah. is create millions of jobs. For me, uh, what more can you tell us about the uh, president's um, health regime? We hear he's lifting weights. What sort of weights is he lifting? Does he have a personal trainer? And what happened to his Peloton bike? Did he bring it to the, to the White House? Uh, I didn't know where this was going, um, but I'm intrigued by it. Um, I, I will say I have nothing to read out on the president's uh, private exercise regime, uh, but I can tell you, having traveled with him a fair amount, um, sometimes he's hard to keep up with. <laughs> we're, we're waiting for a really tough news day for the cat, so I've now let you in on my secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
She stinks. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah, he's really Does a job like that pay? He's hard to keep up with. <laughs> it's hard to keep up yeah, with. He's hard, to, he's hard to keep up with. If you're a snail. If you're falling if you're down a flight of stairs, he's hard to keep up with. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or, or you're his stenographer. Yeah. <laughs> he's hard to keep up with. <laughs> Very hard to keep up with. Oh, uh, man. So, all right. Well, there you go. So, uh, a couple things here I want to get to. Um, this is President Obama's economist. He was on Bloomberg this morning, and he was asked about a lot of the stuff we've been talking about here, inflation, spending, and specifically $1.9 trillion spending bill, when we already knew um, some of the numbers were baked in from last year. Uh, we knew that this unemployment was going to be a problem as we started to see the job numbers that were paying people more to stay home. So this is President Obama's, one of his economists, Jason Furman, worked in the Obama administration, was asked about Biden and the spending that's going on right now. Here's what he said. Roll it, This is the type of thing that's going to start to move those inflation expectations. So, yes, I think the problem is you can point to all sorts of transitory things, strip all of those out. Add in what we know about how much demand we have in our economy, how little supply we still have. Oh. Uh, you know, I think this this bears some caution and should change the way people are thinking about the economy. Jason, what do you think that means for the relief package we passed just a couple of months ago, when Larry Summers and others, including Olivia Blanchard, came out and said it was too big for the moment we're in? Do you think this is evidence of that? Oh, it's definitely too big for the moment. I don't know any economist that was recommending something the size that what was done. Um, the question is how big the downside was. Um, well, we know. We know we, we know that. We knew what some of these numbers were going to be. That's why people continued to argue that we didn't need to spend this money at the time. But for the Democrats, there's no, there's no, uh, th- th- that clip made me laugh of, well, you know, is this really a cut if you're just mo- yeah, well, that's democratic monetary policy. It's a cut. We're cutting it from here and spending it over there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a cut. It's like uh, we get rid of the, we're getting rid of Trump's tax cuts, but we're not raising taxes. Oh, is that how that works? Good to know. Uh, a couple other things here. Saki was asked about the rise in anti-Semitism that's going on around the country. Now, Biden finally put out a statement about it after a pretty long time uh wars broken out here uh we know what's going on in israel and biden finally or somebody for him put out a statement put his name on it and said this anti-semitism we're seeing and all this anti-semitic stuff that's going on now he might want to look into his own party um but she was asked about it today and here's what she said um, the Anti-Defamation League has noticed an increase of over 63% in reported anti-Semitic incidents since May 10th. Both the president and the vice president have condemned them. But can you discuss how Finally. the administration is working with various stakeholders and outside groups to try and curb them? Sure. Well, I will say that um, the president uh, issued, uh, we issued a tweet from the president. He issued a tweet yesterday uh, conveying uh, his concern about uh, the anti-Semitic acts we've seen happen around the country. Uh, This is something that uh, he has spoken passionately out against anti-Semitism throughout his career. Uh, From one of his first first speeches, just to take you in the time 
time machine. Um, as senator, he condemned anti-Semitism from the Senate floor in May of 1973, uh, in his, and obviously up to his vocal condemnation uh, of the events at Charlottesville. Uh, he recognizes this is a persistent evil that always deserves our attention and efforts. Uh, we've been working in close and ongoing contact. We've been in close and ongoing contact, I should say, with the Jewish community to offer our support. We've taken steps to confront anti-Semitic violence and hate crimes of any type, including by signing into law stronger hate crimes legislation just last week. But we are also working to bolster safety and security of synagogues and other religiously affiliated facilities uh, and organizations. Uh, DHS has briefed security directors across the Jewish community in the United States and, preparing, uh, and is preparing a public awareness bulletin that will include security measures individuals and facilities can take. So we have an across-government effort uh, that the president is quite focused on. Mm. Maybe he'd like to focus on some of the hateful rhetoric from AOC and from the SWAD. Maybe he'd like to focus on that, too, the coming from his own party. Maybe he'd like to focus on their association uh, with anti-Semites as well. Or, or All of them. Or supporting Hamas. Yeah, and the PLO and Hamas. That. Yeah. And there's Biden today. He's going to spend hundreds of billion dollars to help rebuild Gaza. But oh, no, no, no. We should all be focused, right. by the way, on uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and her idiotic statement, which was idiotic, but, I mean, was not anti-Semitic, by the way. Which statement was it? What did she say? Basically, she made some, she, she made some comparison to um, the Jews having to wear gold stars and, and, and vac uh, I should look it up so I get it right, but she made some comment about uh, vaccine passports and people who are vaccinated and comparing that to Jews having to wear gold stars. Um, and it was just an idiotic comment. But So when we make the joke, I can't go into a building without my vax card, that doesn't sound like, let me see your papers? It does. But what I'm saying is her statement was just, it was not anti-Semitic though. There was a huge difference between what she was trying to say, which, you know, when you're going to use the Holocaust or something, it's like kind of like the, uh, it's like Morning Joe and them. They just, they've gotten to the point where they just, oh, they compare, like using Hitler and anything is usually not a great starting point. Yeah, agreed. It's just not, it's, you're just starting from a point that's just, you know, Nazi Hitler stuff. It just doesn't go well. Well, it's that hyperbolic, you know, hyperbolic, you know, rhetoric. It's the nonstop, you know, but the exaggerations and right. everyone uses it constantly. It's it's lost all meaning and context. But the difference between less in, inappropriate Holocaust analogies that she tried to do, and and truly inciting violence against Jews, is uh, not exactly the same thing.
Studio 6B, 13 till the hour on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Time to do some more sports. Been here with that on Twitter, at Slick Rick Sports. Follow him there. Make sure you follow us on social media as well, at LFS6B on Twitter. Uh, if you have any interest, you can follow me on Twitter as well, at Damon Roberts, but I don't, I don't do much. How many followers you got? I post about Bitcoin, basically, on my personal page <laughs> and finance stuff. I don't post much political stuff, but so, so, so follow the show. So you haven't posted any good stuff? Like <laughs> no, I haven't posted right. anything good, good about that either in the last th- three days, four days, five days. Um, at LFS6B, and then, of course, on Facebook, facebook.com slash LFS6B as well. Plus, we're on YouTube and all the other ones, so... Just go find us and follow us. We're, we're a pretty good follow. Not as active as we'd like to be, but we're, we're pretty active. Facebook's and YouTube are pretty active. So, um, All right, let's do some sports at Slick Rick Sports. Rick Emerani, what's going on, pal? All right, BD, and I stay in my lane on Twitter. I pretty much just post sports, a couple of things here and there, but just sports and not everything. So it's, it's good, fun stuff and very timely. Um, so NBA playoffs, just one game, almost in the books, three minutes to go. Uh, the Nets all over uh, the Celtics, 124-99 to 99 in Brooklyn. It's a Brooklyn beatdown. Uh, Kevin Durant with 26 to lead all scores for the Nets. Joe Harris had 25 and... Uh, uh, well, the Nets are going to go up 2 nothing as they head up to Boston, and uh, hopefully the Celtics can bounce back. I'd like to see that series get a few games in, but Nets really looking strong. Don't forget, Lakers visit the Suns tonight. That's a 10 o'clock tip in Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix looking to go up uh, 2 nothing, and LeBron is hoping that they can uh, even the series. And the Mavs and Clippers, another good series in L.A., Staples Center, 10.30 tip. Again, we'll have a report tomorrow night on those games. NHL action, two games in action. Maple Leafs with a commanding 3 nothing lead in the third. They're looking to go up 3-1 to one in the series. Right now, they uh, lead the Canadians 3-zip. And the Predators and Hurricanes, probably and arguably, Paul's going to argue, is probably the best series there is right now in the playoffs, I think. These games have been just unbelievable one-goal games and a couple of overtime games. But the Predators right now, 2-1 to one over the Hurricanes, and that's uh, late I, second I period. I got to tell you, that Canes team is fun to watch. Well, they are. Predators are fighting tooth the nail. I, I agree with you. I think that's the best series. Great so series. Far. Great goal series. Goaltending has been insane. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Major League Baseball, a couple of finals here. Cubs over the Pirates, 4-3. to three. The Phillies over the Marlins, 2 nothing. Cincinnati Reds, uh, bottom of the ninth over the Nationals, 2 nothing. Looking to close that game out. Blue Jays bombing the Bronx bomb is 5-1 to one in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, the Braves right now lead the Red Sox, 3-1, to one, seventh. Royals, 2-1 two, two to one over the Rays. That's in the ninth. The Mets lead the Rockies, 3-1 to one in the seventh. Indians, 4-0 over the Tigers in the ninth. Padres, 2-zip over the Brewers. That's in the sixth. The uh, Twins lead the Orioles, 5-3 in Minnesota. That's in the sixth. The White Sox, 5-1 over the Cardinals. That's in the third. And the Dodgers up 2-0 over there. Hated rival Astros right now in the sixth inning. Rangers visit the uh, Angels, the Giants, and the Diamondbacks, and Mariners Athletics. First pitch on all those games just underway. And 2021 U.S. Men's and Women's National Championships. That's the curling championships, Big D. And Wausau, Wisconsin, just underway today. The feature game to open the 2021 Men's National Championships saw Team Violet beat Team Berkeley, 
eight to six. And right now we have Team Dunn taking on Team Fenson. You can find them on uh, YouTube. They have a YouTube USA Curling TV, which has live updates. And then you have Twitter. I just followed them tonight at USA Curl. I've had a lot of calls. Big D, I know you break my stones when I try to slide this into the report, but <laughs> I got to tell you, this is a good little, uh, good little thing, curling. Come on, baby. Not we according got... to the emails I got last night. It's not. Oh, they don't like it, huh? <laughs> no. Well, I thought we don't listen to the emails. Well, <laughs> good point. <laughs> okay. Well, 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 well. There we go. Wayne Gretzky steps down as vice chairman of the Oilers. He probably couldn't get over that devastating loss to Winnipeg last night after oh three God. overtime periods. Um, but the Oilers were eliminated from Stanley Cup contention Monday night in a grueling triple overtime <laughs> game. Beginning that change, the departure of the team's greatest icon, Wayne Gretzky, who will step down as vice chairman. Uh, rumors have it Gretzky may be taking an analyst job with TNT or one of the other networks uh, within the NHL. Um, however, uh, you know, Gretzky is an icon. He's been with that team. He has a partnership, a part ownership in the management company. And uh, I guess we'll see what happens with that. But one of the mentioned Gretzky, who is probably my favorite uh, hockey player of all time, next to Brian Trottier. And Charles Barkley said he'd rather win the Masters than an NBA championship because of the food selections. Uh, this is from Jackson Thompson at businessinsider.com. Charles Barkley never won a championship in his 17-year NBA career, but that still might not be the title he desires most. Barkley has become an avid golfer. Not a good one, though. Since he retired from the NBA in 2000, said he would rather uh, win the Masters than the NBA final. He was on the Dan Patrick show earlier today. He says, I take the Masters personally, Barkley said. They give out the NBA championship every year, and I know they do the Masters every year, but nobody knows who won the championship five years ago in the NBA. I don't even know how many living Masters champions there are. It can't be more than 30. Uh, For Barkley, one of the most attractive elements of winning the Masters is picking out the Masters Champions dinner in the next year. He said that he'd like to put his own culture in there with uh, some ham hocks and, uh, you know, some soul food, if you will, because uh, they be able to put this, their own spin on it. So anyway, just wanted to make fun of Charles Barkley. Uh, apparently Shaq caught him falling asleep during the NBA game on Sunday. He's supposed to be previewing the, uh, watching the Sixers game uh, against the Wizards, and he was actually sleeping, and Shaq taped him. So I thought that was funny. Watching, funny the, stuff uh, watching the Knicks defense. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just one more big D. Uh, new signature shoe of Arizona Cardinals J.J. Watt will honor the late Pat Tillman. Uh, this is from Josh Weinfuss, uh, ESPN staff writer, Tempe, Arizona. Arizona Cardinals defensive end J.J. Watt honored the late Pat Tillman with the latest signature shoe from Reebok, which was unveiled earlier this morning. Uh, Pat began designing the shoe, the JJ4 Valor, before he signed with the Cardinals on March 1st and had Tillman's widow Marie assist through the design and development process to ensure the end result will be a meaningful and worthy tribute to her late husband, according to a release. Reebok will donate $10 to the Pat Tillman Foundation for each pair of shoes that is sold up to $10,000, and Watt will donate all of his personal proceeds from the shoe to the Pat Tillman Foundation. Um, You know, he was very touched. Obviously, we all are Pat Tillman a true champion, true patriot, and just a great guy who gave up gave up his sports, gave up his place on the Cardinals as a Pro Bowl, uh, you know, safety to be what to be a patriot and go into the military. So he gave his life the ultimate sacrifice. The shoe will be available on Thursday. Beautiful shoe. It's got a you know burgundy color with gray, and uh, hopefully it sells really really well. So kudos to JJ Watt. I like him. He does a lot for charity. That's a wrap in sports, Big D. All right, thanks, Rick. Anything else in news, Paul, you want to cover? No, I'm good. I got it all. All right, so there's a story that just broke. This is how you know things in Arizona are getting somewhat interesting. Arizona's Secretary of State. Oh, yeah. 
stripped of her duties oops after criticizing election audit after publicly expressing grave concerns over arizona's audit of the 2020 election results secretary of state katie hobbs democrat was stripped of her ability to defend election lawsuits by the state's republican-led house appropriations committee reported by arizona's abc 15 tonight the duty was transferred exclusively to Attorney General Mark Bronvich, Republican, through the end of 2023's fiscal year. Hmm. Is that because of the uh, article in The Hill that she said uh, she had all kinds of disparaging comments about the whole thing? Well, it says Democrats say the move is retaliation against Hobbs' defense of Arizona's voters in lawsuits filed by the state Republican Party and others challenging Arizona's election results. It can't uh, be just a coincidence that Republicans are blocking a vocal critic of the audit, they say. So uh, this breaking tonight, so I don't know. We'll have to uh, keep an eye on this story, but certainly what's going on in Arizona, whatever comes of it, is going to probably go to other places around the country as yeah. the digging continues to find out where the 82 million votes came from. Yeah. Now, now, now Georgia is joining the, joining the audience. Yes. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks, everybody on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, friend. Thanks to Real America's Voice. Most of all, thank you. The Live from Studio 6B audience will see you tomorrow night. Wednesday, 8 p.m. right here at Real America's Voice, live from Studio 6B. We'll see you then.